She keeps them always shined on in a pretty cabinet. Let them eat cake, she says, just like Marie Antoinette. A building a remedy for Chris Job and Kennedy. Hello. I should have done some kind of big, like, let's get ready to podcast. Or, let's get ready to do stuff. Because we've got a fighting show up for you today. This is the Feminine Critique. I'm Emily. I'm Christine. What would your boxing name be? Have you thought about that? No, never in my life. I don't know why you would put me on the spot like I, that. And well, maybe know because I, I haven't thought about it for boxing, but I know what my rap name would be. Um, and I feel mm. like it would work for boxing as well, and that would be the notorious MLE. Like, oh, that's cute, right? Isn't that good? Like, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. I've had that one since high school. We're going. This is going way back. Uh, and I feel like that that could work on like the back of a satin shirt, right? You, you could see it. You could see it. Yeah, um, why not? Right? Ooh, yours could be make war, not make peace. I guess your last name is make peace. I could also be my like roller derby name. Oh, I guess. Man. Well, that's a whole nother. I don't know that I'm clever or sassy enough to have a roller derby name or like to pick my own. I think it's getting tense. Thanks. Oh, you're kind. I think you're cl- clever and sassy. You. All right, my sassy, my sassy squirrel friend. What movies are we covering today? Oh my god, I just went blank. Okay, <laughs> Get, I feel like I'm not supposed to ask you anything now. Do I have to? Okay, I'm going to feed you answers from now on. Christine, no. are we covering 1999's Girl Fight? I'm going to have to take your word for it that that's the year it came out. Okay, yeah. Christine, are we covering that movie where you blank the roof? What do you call it? Raise. Yay! Yes. Raise. Girl Fight and Raise. Raise, I should have looked this stuff up, is from 2000 and... Something like that. Both of them, there's a theme going, if you will. Would you agree? Fighting with ladies. Fighting with... Ladies, yes. Lady fight, lady movie. fights with their lady parts and being ladies while ladying, fighting, fighting, fighting. Yeah. Uh, so it's a it's a, a good pairing, I think. I'm actually really proud of the pairing. It's a it's a good pairing. Thank you. Because I feel like Girl Fight could almost be considered like a prequel to Raise. Because <coughs> you know Michelle Rodriguez's yeah. character would have been in Raise, right? Yes. Which is actually kind of sad now that I said that. Yeah, don't say that. Yeah, it I'm didn't sorry. end well for them. No, spoiler well, spoiler alert, didn't end well for 49 out of 50 would have been enough for that. So. <laughs> All right. Um, before we get to these lady fighting movies, yeah. uh, what other movies that maybe involve lady fighting, maybe didn't, I don't know. Uh, what else have you been watching? Um, it didn't oh, involve. None? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I have been busy. I have not watched a lot. Um, lots of television again. But There's some I'm, good TV on right now. Yeah, I mean, things have been all right in that department for me. So. <laughs> good, good. Don't choke to death. Oh, you could hear that? I moved the mic out of my mouth when I did that. I'm sorry. No, but I still heard it. Are you all right? I'm alive. Okay, good. <clears throat> and I actually have an instant recommend this this time, too. Ooh. So, I mean, really, we're you coming out well. on top. We are. It took us 60 something episodes to get there but we got mm-hmm. there 
seven years and 60 episodes. <laughs> and 9,000 days. Um, so I went to the movie theater and I saw a movie. It wasn't Deadpool. You would think it was, but it wasn't. Nah. I went and saw Room. Oh, how was it? I love the book. Did you? That's so great that you read it. Um, I thought it would be a better book than it was a movie. That is, I liked it. I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. Like I was fine with it. I liked it. I I don't think I'll ever see it again. Mm-hmm. It actually didn't upset me as much as I thought it was gonna. Well, it's what's funny. <laughs> Uh, when I read the book, I really liked the book, and then I lent the book to my older sister to read. My sister is still angry at me for lending it to her. Oh, because it was upsetting. She just found it so upsetting. And I'm like, well, I know, you know, like, you're a mom, but, like, usually my sister, like, doesn't like reading things where, like, kids are hurt. And I get that. I'm like, but the kid was fine. It's, it's you know, and the mother was strong. But nope, too much for her. I could see that. I mean... Yeah, I could see that. It. I thought it was going to really, really bother me, um, but it didn't. Uh, I liked it, though, and I, I mean, I was moved, and it's emotional and stuff, but uh, it didn't ruin me for, like, a day. But I would recommend it. Brie Larson's amazing. 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 A little bit of seltzer spilling, a little bit of me not knowing how to work a microphone, but and a little bit of you saying you really liked Brie Larson. I do. I like Brie Larson a lot. Well, good. She will win an Oscar, <laughs> so I'm glad that you like her. She is fantastic. I've always thought she was fantastic. I've really liked her since she was, I mean, I think maybe the first thing I saw her in was United States Tara. Oh, Okay. I really like her. Cool. Um, so hooray for her. And that is a good movie. It, it did not change my life, mm. but she's great in it. And it was a good movie. Cool. Um, I, my friends and I, I have friends. It's, it's Yay. These things happen. We're doing a monthly movie night. Fun. And we rotate whose house it's at. Mm-hmm. And whoever's house it's at gets to pick the movie. Nice. And the movie that was picked last time was called Mazes and Monsters. I don't believe that's a movie. It's an old Tom Hanks movie. What? Like, it was a made-for-TV cautionary tale about Dungeons and Dragons. What? This sounds amazing. I'm not like, even warning like, kids not to play it? Exactly, because you'll end up killing yourself or someone else. Oh, that's amazing. Wait, was it, it sounds amazing. Was it amazing? It was good. And Chris Makepeace was in it, too. Wait, you... No, not me. The person I'm named after. Oh, neat. Very neat. Um, it's it's bizarre. It's weird. It's interesting. Cool. Um, but yeah, I recommend it. I guess it's. I guess it wasn't available, and now it is. Again, apparently, there's some long storied history with it, but. This is pre-Bosom Buddies, Tom Hanks, I imagine. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's really early in his nice. career. That sounds fantastic. Um, I only have two left. So wow. The big four. Uh, we watched a movie on Netflix called The Diabolical. It's an Ali Larder movie. Have you seen it come by? I have, no, I'm surprised because I usually I scan the horror listings quite a bit. And it's not yeah. ringing a bell. No, Netflix is like, you like this, Christine. No, I was like, well, Netflix right. knows that you like Ali Larder. And I think it knows that I'm not a big fan of Ali Larder. I think that Netflix knows that about you. I think so. Isn't that impressive? 
Good for Netflix. Yeah. Um, it's not awful, but it's not good. <laughs> Which is kind um, of true of most Allie Larder movies. Most Allie Larder projects. Although Obsessed is fabulous. Oh, we can... We can well. People can go back and listen to our episode way back, you know, nine years ago when we covered that one. Um, I this is not an awesome movie, but whatever. Okay, okay. Um, it's there though. Whatever. Um, Would I get anything out of it? You knowing me? No, probably not. Okay, good to know. Um, if if it strikes your fancy, I mean, the, literally the reason we watched it was because she was in it. <laughs> you have and she's. Type. She's good in it. Okay. But That's like, good. Um, and then rewatched uh, that 1408 movie. That's Stephen <laughs> you, King movie. I've, I can't say anything because I've never seen it, but I've also never known anybody to have rewatched it. It's, it's okay. Okay. So it's streaming, I think, on Amazon Prime. And um, it's a different cut than the cut that I had oh. originally seen. This one's almost two hours, and the ending's different. Um, and neither Zach or I like that movie. So did you think maybe you'd like the two-hour version? No, we just wanted to watch something. See, that's what I don't get about you, Ms. Makepeace. You are an enigma with that. Because I get, like, thinking, I, I don't like this movie. Oh, but well, I just... No, if I don't like a movie, I usually don't want to see the extended version of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, just do you want to go back and watch the extended director's cut of Reindeer Games? You don't. No. Trust me, you don't. Uh, I can't explain it because I'm the first one to complain about it. How I never watch anything good anymore. <laughs> Although I feel like this is a pretty decent mix. Of the f- the five things I watch, yeah, well, you've but, got you've got an Oscar nominated film right on there. So. There you go. I keep hitting the microphone with my hand. <laughs> okay, I keep coughing into it. Uh, We're a winning team today, folks. Um, I don't know. We watch movies that we th- think are going to be bad, and sometimes they're good. And that's most sometimes of the time that's the bad. worst thing in the world too. When I don't you know. want a bad movie and you don't get a bad movie, I take that personally. Not going to lie. And we watch movies tired a lot. Mm, that's dangerous. If I'm not, like, if I can't, that's why I think you've seen my lists get shorter and shorter. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm back back to work, and sometimes they're later days. Oh, yeah. You and have the energy. I, I watch television instead of movies sometimes mm-hmm. because I can commit to a short form, yep. more quality thing than, like, a two and a half hour thing that I've really wanted to watch. You oh, know? yeah. If, if it is after, like, 8.15 yeah. on a weeknight, I'm not watching a movie. Our cutoff is 9. and You guys are wilder than we are. I know. But, like, Brandon's in bed by 9.45. I'm in bed by 9.50. It's, it's, how, we, it's how we live. It's just I can't. I don't have the attention span for it. I won't appreciate it. I don't. I don't want nothing. The same stuff doesn't appeal to me when I'm scrolling through Netflix at seven o'clock as it does at like ten thirty. Like yeah. I can't. Can't do it. No, I'm with so, you. So yeah, that's why I have tiny lists. Yeah. Um, speaking of tiny lists, how's your list? Uh, my list is a little. It's <laughs> not tiny. Is that was that the last thing on your list? Yeah. Really. Oh, wow. Was. Okay. Um, yeah, no, my my so it's 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 about tiny. It's uh, maybe um medium to small if you're mm-hmm. going but if you're at like the kind of clothing store that gives you like the choice like medium slash small, it's it's in that category. Oh, I'd okay. Say. Yours would be XS slash S. Mine's M slash or S slash M I'd say. I am extra small, thank you for noticing. Yes, and I am I am extra medium, we'll say. 
Yeah. All right. So what do we get? We've got – so in terms of like the same – I'm the same way about watching movies is very much a – like if we're going to watch something together, me and my husband, then it's a matter of like, okay, well, I know we need to time it where we're both going to be able to sit down for two hours yeah. or whatnot and watch it. And the other side of that too is I watch a lot of movies in the morning. I'll watch like half a movie while I'm at home eating breakfast and then the other half – if it's a Netflix or Amazon movie, you I'll watch do the other do that. Oh, yeah. I absolutely do. That's where I get a lot of my watching done is I have about an hour commute to work and it's on mm-hmm. a bus. So I'm on a bus and then I switch to another bus and therefore I can stream usually without any problem. I can stream Amazon or Netflix. Yeah. So a lot of those movies that are on there, I'll kind of plan it that way. But there's some movies that I don't want to watch them that way because I feel like I really need to give them the full. I completely sit down. understand that. Yeah, so it's it's a matter of balance, and it's why there's so many movies that like either are on that I just I'm never going to watch, but they're on my queue forever, mm-hmm. uh, just because I'm like, no, this is that that dark. Uh, serious atmospheric movie. I'm, I have to wait until I have the lights off and I'm not moving for two hours. Yeah, the chances of me getting that aren't that great. Uh, yeah. But I try to work it in. And this, actually, the first movie on my list was one like that. This was a DVD rental from Netflix. You just hit that really interestingly. <laughs> uh, but here's my lead-in. Here's my lead-in. And we got it. Uh, this was Kiyoshi Kurosawa's Cure. Okay. I know... I believe the gentleman covered this. Did they? Many, many moons ago, maybe. Yeah, I don't even remember that. I need to go back. I could have lied. I used to listen to podcasts. You can't trust me because it's been so long. (laughs) Oh, I got so defensive. (laughs) I'm not attacking you. I don't don't know. Leave me alone. I listen listen to podcasts still a lot, but then things happen like I lose my headphones and then I borrow my husband's headphones and within one day of using them, I... Uh, so I borrow my husband's headphones within one day, they just break. Like I'm, I'm a succubus for earphones apparently. Cause all of a sudden like everything was scratchy and I couldn't hear anything. And so I bought new headphones yesterday and they're too big for my ears and they really hurt my ears. Mm-hmm. I had to get headphones for small ears. I don't, didn't think I had small ears, but you have small ears. Oh, it would seem, it would seem. Look at, I don't know a lot about you, but I know but that. You know that. <laughs> Do you know that I have connective earlobes? I think I might have. Oh. I know a lot about your ears. Yeah. If, if anybody, if anybody <laughs> wonders what your earlobes look like, just look at me in profile. My earlobes connect. It's a thing. Uh, anyway, that I forget where I was going with everything else, but the point is, the first movie on my list that I was going to talk about was usually Kurosawa's Cure. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kurosawa, this is no relation to Akira Kurosawa, but his other probably most well-known film was Pulse. Mm-hmm. And I do really love Pulse. I think Pulse is scary. It's genuinely scary. Cure is strange because it is, I mean, it's it's very, it's kind of a detective story, but it's it's very stark and it has these sort of surreal elements. You never really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. The lead actor is actually the guy who was in Shall We Dance, which I had recommended the week before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a film that like, I was expecting something different from it. I thought it would be, I guess, more along the lines of Pulse, right? It would be scary. And it wasn't necessarily scary, but it was unnerving. And I didn't think about it. It was one that I well, I was a little disappointed as I was watching it, but then it stayed with me. And I know eventually I'll go back to it, and I have a feeling I'll see a lot more the second time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's good. It's um, 
It was a long wait on Netflix, so it must be a pretty hard-to-find DVD, so people should watch it while you can. Uh, another DVD rental from Netflix was you you can keep your Allie Larder and I'll take my Amy Smart. <gasps> what you want? I watched Seventh Moon. What the fuck is that? This is directed by Eduardo Sanchez. What's, what's wrong with me? I know that name. You do. He do, he did. He's one half of the Blair Witch Project. Oh, okay, that's why. And I know he was that also name. Lovely Molly. Was his. There we go. Yep. And he directed right, the good segment in VHS two. Yep. Uh, this was okay. Um, it is set in China, which is interesting for a horror movie, and it's sort of about these demons that emerge like on the night of a full moon of a certain lunar year and everything. Uh, it was it was okay. It was very poorly lit, and I thought it was just me mm, and a really? bad DVD. But then when I looked at IMDb, I saw like everybody on the message board was complaining about that. So I'm like, okay, no, it was poorly lit. It was poorly lit. Yeah. Poorly lit. But um, it was different. It was okay. It wasn't had very odd pacing. Um, I wanted it to be better, but it still felt a little bit different from most of what's out there. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know, if it ever comes by your fancy, it's worth okay. Much. Uh, a movie that I watched on Instant Watch today, I watched this because NOTLP had had reviewed it, and it just sounded like my kind of movie. This uh-huh. was called Awaken. Wow, what so, is that? Okay, so this chick wakes up on an island, this, like, beautiful, beautiful tropical island, and doesn't know what's up, and there's a bunch of other strangers, and, like, Edward Furlong is there, and Robert DeVee is there. What? And eventually, Daryl Hannah and one of the London twins, I don't... Um, I don't differentiate is there. Um, so <laughs> I think the secret of this movie is blown pretty quickly because it has kind of a wacky like, oh, and Vinnie Jones is in it. If, if Vinnie Jones is in anything, I will watch it because he makes everything better. I love mm-hmm. Vinnie Jones. And this is like, at first I'm like, oh, it's kind of going to be like the condemned. They're like hunting each other on an island. No, it's more complicated than that. And I'm so... I'm going to spoil it a little bit, but this is, so it's a movie, people are on an island, uh, Vinnie Jones is on the island, that's all you really need to know, but if you want to know a little more, they're being kidnapped to be put on this island because they have perfect blood work, and therefore, Jason or Jeremy London is using them as organ donors for really rich people that come to the island to be operated on by David Keith. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's one, like, you would think, like, okay, he just has to, he finds these people with good blood work. Can't you just, like, put the, lock them in a room and, like, use them when the time comes? Like, why do you have to put them on this island? That just seems like a lot of unnecessary expenses. But, um, this wasn't good, but it was entertaining because it's really pretty. They're on an island. The water is blue. It's okay. pretty to look at. The lead chick who is also... So they're living, really, like, in a place... Like, oh, no, no, they're on an island. Yeah, totally. So, like, do you think it was a case of people wanted to go? Um... Oh, yeah. I think Edward Furlong was like, oh, I get to go on an island and, like, and he even plays, like, this kind of weird little man. Um, yeah, I'm sure Daryl Hannah found out that, like, I get to be on an island for a week. Okay, sure. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, like, the lead actress who was in um, the Killer Mermaid movie, uh, she's... Oh, yeah, was like, that good? No, but it's remember. fun and weird. Did you talk weird. about it? Yes, I did. It's I bad, it but it's, like, oh. weird bad, so it's totally worth watching. Uh, she's badass. Like, she plays a tough chick, and, like, she gets to be pretty tough, and, it, the like, the fighting is pretty cool. Um, this movie is just bonkers. Like, a lot of it just feels awkward. All the dialogue scenes are 
really awkward. Like there's Ugh. a there's a love story with a guy. Um, like at one point, like they're running. And he's like, I can't go anymore. And then they're like helping him along. I'm like, I don't think he got shot. I think he's just really tired. But he's supposed to be the romantic lead. So it's very odd. But it's again, it's pretty. It's it's, it's stupid, but it's entertaining. Hmm. And Vinnie Jones is in it, so I'd say. No, well, I mean you have mentioned it's that. like 80 minutes. Just do it. No, well, yes. if it's 80 minutes. I'm much more likely to exactly uh next movie was also a netflix long wait to rental this was jean rolin's the grapes of death mm-hmm. so it sounds like a terrible title it uh i've only ever seen one jean rolin movie and i loved it and that was the iron rose mm-hmm. so i decided i wanted to see more of his stuff um this is 19 like 72 73 somewhere around there uh it is set in a vineyard in france where so, like a form of zombieism is happening. People that worked in the vineyard were exposed to pesticides. They've kind of turned like into zombies, but they're not zombies. Like they, they're alive, but they're all gross and infected and crazy. Basically, like they're violent and crazy, but the women are just like crazy, but not gooey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like this because it's pretty, it's weird, it has this whole different kind of dreamlike tone to it. So I was very happy with this one. Well, good. Uh, a Amazon instant pick. Uh, again, I love my 80s TV movies. I saw the title Victim of Beauty, and oh, I saw no. that it was based on beauty pageants. Wasn't quite what I was thinking. I was really hoping it was about beauty pageant contestants killing each other. Um, it's actually, no. uh, what's her name from Star Trek? Jerry Ryan? Is that her? Uh, that is the person. Yeah, so Seven of Nine plays a beauty pageant contestant whose younger sister is abducted. And uh, it just basically turns out that the abductor, like, keeps calling the family and Jerry Ryan has to be strong about it and everything. And it's based on a true story, which is very sad, obviously. But um, it's if you want to watch a movie about abduction and beauty pageants in the 80s, that is your answer to that specific niche. Uh, This was a rewatch on Netflix. I had seen it when it kind of was getting all this talk a couple years ago and Brandon hadn't. Uh, and I saw it pop up again and I said, you know, I kind of want to do rewatch Monsters. Gareth Edward. Oh, yeah. The, the, I almost said the monster movie. The monster the, movie. The, the oh, movie monsters. with the big things. The big things. The big squeeze things. Is there a sequel on Netflix? There is a sequel on Netflix. Um, curious if anybody's seen it. I've only heard one person who said they saw it and it was not good. Uh, did you like this when you saw it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I remember I liked it when I saw it. On rewatching it, I really liked it. Uh, oh, it's, interesting. I thought you were going to say you didn't like it. Uh, I'm full of surprises, Christine. You are. I can't even. Full I can't, of them. I can't, can't pin you down tonight. Yeah. No, this, uh, it holds up well. It's, again, you kind of have to know going into it, and I, like, that it is not really a monster movie. Yeah. If you go in thinking, oh, okay, a guy who did Godzilla, cool, what are we going to see? You'll probably be disappointed. Like, I'm just thinking about, like, how much my dad would hate this movie if he were to watch mm-hmm. it. Um, but it's such a great example of how to make a movie that feels expensive but isn't expensive, for one thing. Yeah. Uh, it does so much with 
showing, not telling everything. Like, just the way it gives you little um, snippets of what has happened and what the world is like now is so good and so specific and careful and not um, obvious and done on such a budget. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's. I was really impressed rewatching it. Uh, and again, just watching it thinking like, yeah, if I were a studio head and I saw this movie, I would totally say this guy could do Godzilla for us. And I like huh. Godzilla. Did you like Godzilla? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> but um, it's good to hear that it, it holds up because I really did think you were going to say like, and I hated it. <laughs> I'm, I'm a positive woman. What can I say? Uh, I have a few more. So maybe it was more like a medium to large. Come to think about it. Uh, okay. This was another long wait on Netflix by Dawn's Early Light, an early HBO movie made for HBO. Mm-hmm. With an incredible cast, James Earl Jones, the uh, Martin Landau, Peter McNichol, um, Rebecca De Mornay, Powers Booth. And this is kind of a end of the Cold War uh, apocalypse movie mm-hmm. where Cold War is kind of over, but there's still a little bit of tension. And um, Russian like rebels set off a nuclear device to kind of instigate to the start of a war. Mm-hmm. And so the U.S. president, played by Martin Landau, is trying to figure out what's going on and trying to kind of like, okay, we're not going to do anything crazy yet. Uh, the Russians are kind of doing the same thing. And just how like a, a little bit of miscommunication causes some problems to where you're on the brink of what could be a nuclear disaster, where you have everybody whose finger is like right on the button and waiting to figure out if they should push it or not. Uh, this was good. I, um, again, I put it on my list because I like nuclear war movies because I'm of one of those people. I'm, I'm fascinated by it. I don't remember the Cold War. Um, it was just, and I don't, do you, like, I mean, we're the same age. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I am a little bit younger, though. Don't, don't oh, forget Oh, fuck that. you. <laughs> <sighs> JK. <laughs> you know what? That just means I'm going to get my AARP card and senior citizen discounts about 10 months before you are. So what do you think of that? <laughs> I'm jealous. You spring chicken, you. Yeah, that's me. Uh-huh. But anyway, I don't really remember living during the tension of the Cold War, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, like, I discovered it like a couple of years after it was over when the day after – aired on like the sci-fi channel when i was like 11 or so you do have a fascination with that stuff i really do i don't know what it is but this is it's a good one because it's sort of a like what if case and it's kind Mm -hmm. of like you think of it as a prequel to what all these other movies that i've watched could have been so yeah it's i mean again it's hard to find but if anybody was like ah i heard about that James Earl Jones, Dad from the Christmas Story, nuclear war movie. Should I watch it? The answer is yes. Who has said that? Yes. Probably me on multiple occasions. (laughs) All right. So this one, um, so speaking of getting older, it was my birthday uh, a few weeks ago. I'm such an asshole. I completely forgot. Pa? No, I didn't forget, but it didn't forget. But I still didn't, I didn't make a big enough deal about it. Pa, you. 
Believe me, I didn't need a big enough a deal. I already got older, as you so kindly reminded me. Yep, older than me now. Uh-huh. But there were, okay, there were two movies that came on Netflix instant on my birthday. And, like, what? occasionally it makes me realize that, like, Somebody out there is looking out for me. So the yes, first somebody. one I saw on a list, um, I just saw the title and was kind of like, oh, my God, what is this movie I needed in my life? The title was The Year Dolly Parton Was My Mom. Oh, I saw that come up. Yeah. I what just saw the title. That? I'm like, I don't care what this is. I'm watching it. So um, you watched it. It's Who did? You watched yes, it. Yes, me did. Okay. Yes, me did. Um, it's It's really sweet. It's this little coming-of-age story. About a girl growing up in the 70s in Canada. Uh, Mm -hmm. And she's like 12. Like she's right at that terrible age where um, like you want your period and you want to wear a bra. And like some of your friends are and you're not. It's really upsetting. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so it's sort of like a like a rough adaptation of Are You There God? It's me, Margaret, in a lot of ways. But the little girl or, you know, teenager or whatever she is. Um, also finds out at this time that she's adopted. And so this kind of culmination of puberty and her friends sort of turning on her and finding out she's not who she thinks she is um, makes her decide and realize that the only plausible situation is that Dolly Parton was her mother and gave Mm -hmm. her up for adoption. So she decides, like, she's going to – Dolly Parton's playing in Minnesota. She gets on her little bicycle and she's going to go to this concert and confront Dolly Parton. Uh, And meanwhile, like, her mother is kind of – coming to terms with a lot of things and goes after her and stuff. So it's it's a very just kind of sweet um, coming-of-age movie, I'd say. Mm-hmm. So And Dolly Parton isn't in it. Um, I mean, there's, like, archival footage of her. Yeah, and I she does. I figured there wasn't, though. Well, she does I mean, do... She no, but she does a voiceover at the end. Like, she does a reading a letter to the character. So they did get her, like, to do vocals. Like, somebody mm-hmm. showed up to Dollywood with a microphone and was like, Dolly, can you please read this note for us? So that's enough. <laughs> the other thing that came on Instant Watch on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Now, this would have been my Netflix Instant Pick, but I'm pretty sure I've uh, yeah, already Yeah, you're used going it. through all these things and I'm wondering what you're going to have left. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I've used this one as my Netflix Instant Pick before, so it felt wrong to do it again. But holy, f- come on, Teen Witch. Oh, you know, I've never seen it all the way through. I think I've told you that, though. You probably have. Uh, It was my insistence on my birthday present was I said to my husband, like, he's like, oh, what do you want to do tonight? Like, like, do you want to go out to dinner? Do you want to do this? I'm like, I want to order nachos and watch Teen Witch with you. Um, Because he had never seen it. And mostly I wanted to watch it because I wanted to watch his face while the movie happened. Mm -hmm. Because there are so many things that you just, I could, like, see... Like, the mouth opening and, like, the eyes narrowing and the head tilting at, like, what the hell is going on in this movie? <laughs> and I kind of forgot how ridiculous it gets. Um, like I've just, seen pieces of it, and it is rather... Like, the music's amazing. Like, the mm-hmm. it's just because it's ridiculous late 80s rap and everything else, and that's great. Um, it's that weird 80s uh, era of teen movie where... A movie is totally rated PG and it's totally aimed at teens, but you're watching it. You're like, wait, did she just have sex with that guy? Jeez. Oh, the there's like a villainous teacher in the movie oh, who's just favorite. essentially a child abuser. Like he's terrible, uh, and for whatever reason, like they they get they have a budget, they use it, except 
his classroom where he's teaching is clearly like in a black hole. Like there's nothing behind him. Uh, for some reason, they couldn't afford a classroom set. Mm-hmm. Zelda Rubenstein is in it, and I love Zelda Rubenstein. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh, and um, what's his name from um, Class of 1999 and uh, Near Dark, the kid? Homer, Joshua, J- uh, Jason, yep. not J- uh, Jason Miller's son. No, I know who you mean. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't, can't tell you a name, though. He plays the annoying younger brother, but for whatever reason, his direction, like, somebody decided, like, okay, you're going to be the annoying little brother. Can you constantly eat, like, everything in sight and also talk like a 40s-era gangster? <laughs> like, so he does, and it makes no sense, and it's awful, but it's amazing, so everybody should... Stop right now and watch Teen Witch. Uh, you're still not selling it. For I me. don't understand what I have to do. I mean, I could just make us watch it next time, but that would be mean. Uh, okay, just a few more. So, um, NBC has done its musicals, as we know, as I've talked about. So, Fox decided to get in the game and did their production of Grease Live. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I watched it. Like, it took me like four days you to watch it because it's really long. Uh, here's the thing. I don't really like, I, I love Grease too. I don't really like Grease that much. I think it's, it is a very flawed show and film. Has mm-hmm. a terrible message. It's overly long. It's, it's, I, I'm not a Grease fan, plain and simple. Uh, and this production, like, it still has the problems of being Grease. And still has the problem of some of its casting decisions made no sense. Mm-hmm. But Fox found a way to film this that was really interesting and really innovative where instead of just doing it on a stage, they basically built this like three mile sound stage area. So, and the cameras would like swoop around and move and you'd see like the actors jumping on golf carts to get to their next scene. And so it Mm -hmm. was just like a really innovative direction and staging of the production. Still a problematic production for a lot of other reasons but it did make me think like oh okay there is another way of doing this and i really hope nbc kind of learns a lesson from that next year um vanessa hudgens was really good too oh, i, know you like I didn't her. even know she was in it yeah she was rizzo i've never been a fan of her because i think she's the worst thing in the high school musical movies but whatever but she was really good in this so oh, uh, and I then, might. I mean, if I had known that, I might have actually been interested. No, but it would. You would have had to sit through like an hour and forty five minutes of other stuff of like Carly Rae Jepsen singing. Oh no, thank you. Yeah. I'm not a huge Grease fan either, and I've seen it more times than I care to think about. I think I've everybody seen, has, no matter how hard we try not to. I've seen the second one more times than I care to think about. <gasps> yeah, I know. Don't speak ill of Grease. Too. I got it. It's I so much it. better. Okay, well, this whole episode is going to be framed with Grease 2 songs. No, no. Question about that. Uh, Okay, just a couple of documentaries left. Electric Boogaloo, the wild untold story of canon films. Yeah, Zach's wanted to watch it, but we haven't yet. It's good. It's fun. It's enjoyable. Uh, All of the talking heads are really fun. Um, And it's... There's a lot of the movies that they talk about that I've seen and that I know well. A lot that I don't and didn't. Um, but it's just, it's a, it's a fun and it's not one like I'm, I don't always like documentaries because usually they're very depressing and all that stuff. This Mm -hmm. one's not, it's just about people that wanted to make crazy movies and all the people that were along for the ride until the ride wasn't as smooth, but there's no terrible, terrible secrets in this one. So, 
uh, another Netflix documentary uh, called Ballerina. And this is just a following a couple of uh, ballerinas in Russia of kind of varying. I've seen, I've seen this one come cro- come across too, and I've I've thought a few times about watching it. I, it's worth a go. It's it's again, it's not that long. Uh, I found it really interesting because again, I'm interested in ballet. I think I don't know why anybody would want to do that to their body, um, but I really respect the people that do. And this just kind of you know follows interviews and everything with like a like one or two girls who've just entered the big um uh Bolsh- or not Bolshoi but like whatever the other big ballet in Russia is mm-hmm. uh two who are sort of have been in there for a few years uh like the lead prima ballerinas in there and it just kind of shows you what they do and lets them talk and it's it's an interesting kind of glimpse into this life and this world that is so remote and so kind of hard to crack in many ways and then the last movie is a documentary that I watched kind of in prep for Girl Fight. I actually watched it after, but it was because it kept I kept seeing it being discussed or mentioned. And that was on Amazon Prime, and it was The Shadow Boxers. Mm-hmm. So this is a documentary made a little bit before Girl Fight came out. And it's just basically following women boxers. It focuses mostly on Lucia Riker, I think. Who was, I guess, the most famous... She was in Million Dollar Baby. She's the boxer who knocks out Hilary Swank. Uh, I've never seen that movie. Really? Really? I didn't spoil anything. Like, that's, like, halfway through the movie. It's not a big thing. Um, I mean, it's a big thing, but it's not, like... just You could still see it, is what I'm saying. Well, at this point, I don't think you could spoil Million Dollar Baby for me. Actually, at this point, I probably will never see that movie. Huh. I don't know why I found that such a deep statement, but I did. You really did. I did. I've never heard you react to anything that way yeah. before. Huh. Uh, huh. Yeah. Well, um, Boxers, it's it's not a great documentary because it does a weird thing where it starts out with a couple of different women that are all kind of interesting. Like, there's one who's a former gymnast who's now a boxer. You're like, oh, wow, like, there's a story there. I really want to know what that's like. Um, but then mm-hmm. I think, I almost think what happened was that the director started out interviewing a lot of women and then kind of got, like, really um, found this woman to be, like, the most interesting. So it was like, ah, fuck it. We'll just only talk about her. So oh, it's, that's a, funny. it's like, no, I, I don't think it's that well-made a documentary in that level because it's very, I don't know, it kind of, it doesn't set up everything in a way that necessarily makes sense for it mm-hmm. but this woman's still interesting uh you know if we'll talk more about this with the girl fight obviously but uh if female boxing is something of interest it's certainly worth a you know 80 minute glance on amazon mm-hmm. so yeah those are the movies that i watched sounds like you had a good stretch i guess i did i didn't really realize it but you know um any stretch that involves teen witch Ain't that bad a stretch, if you ask me. That's true. Uh, So why don't we take a quick break? Yay! I'm going to go drink some water so my throat doesn't close up and shrivel. And Also, yay! Yay, right? Uh, And we're going to come back, go chronologically, talk about Girl Fight? Yeah, sure. Okay, we'll be back.
Travel back in time 15 years to make wow. us feel right. Dude, I graduated from high school. It's crazy. Yeah, me too. Stop. No, uh, you're not impressing anybody. Yeah, that's right. See, you graduated the same year as me. So there. Okay, fine. <laughs> Only I could drink before you could, bitch. That's true. Wow. Yeah. I get, sometimes I get a little sensitive about my age, okay? I guess so. Also, yeah. uh, 2000, when we were, you know, just the... We were the same age we are now. Uh, Karen Kusama's Girl Fight. Uh, big hit at Sundance. Uh, wins the, or co-won. I don't, I don't know what it won with, but I believe uh-huh. it shared the grand jury prize. Uh, Karen Kusama was named Best Director. Uh, movie came out to, to acclaim. It was well-received. Um, uh, Kusama went on to do Anne Flux, which is a different story. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez went on to be Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, and then Million Dollar Baby happened, which I think was kind of, would not have happened necessarily without this movie. But I guess not. I mean, you wouldn't know. but So tell me first uh, what this movie's about. Uh, it is about a young lady mm-hmm. um, with a somewhat troubled home life mm-hmm. and a lot of anger. That um, finds herself through boxing. Yeah, that that was so poetically <laughs> spoken. I this this movie re- really affected me. I really liked it. I love. I'm so glad you said that. I loved this movie. <laughs> I didn't expect to. I didn't either. Like I knew everybody said it was good. Like I knew I figured it would. I would probably think it was a good movie. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. But the things that made it good were so special. Like, there, there were very particular things that as I was watching it, I'm like, that's how ki- that's how they would talk. Like, yeah. that is how an 18-year-old, 18-year-old girl and a 19-year-old boy, that is how they would talk to each other and mm-hmm. connect to each other. And it is so non-pretentious and natural and, like, sweet. And it just warmed my heart, this movie did. I liked it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, okay, we're done. So moving on to Ray's. That's it. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I don't have I don't have many pointed things to say about it. Um, it wasn't as hokey or cliche mm-hmm. as I thought it was going to be. I have a soft spot for sports movies when they're done well. Yep. So this was, it was really done well. It's, I, this is my thing. Um, if, if, if a sports movie is done well, it shouldn't matter whether or not I'm a fan of the sport in question. I agree. Yeah. Um, so I have no particular interest in boxing, um, but this was great. Like, I cared. I cared about her development. I wanted to see her get better and do better. Uh, like, I, it, was, it was really great. I cared about the character as a person, and I cared about the character as an athlete. Like... I can't say enough good things about it. Yeah. Yeah. It is so true. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez, this is her first movie. I mean, she had done like extra work, but she was completely untrained and went to like a cattle call audition uh, to where like the way they talk about it was, it was like a really like bad first audition where she didn't like know what a script looked like. So they give her a scene to read and she started reading the stage directions or whatever you call mm-hmm. them in, in theater. They'd be stage directions. I don't know what they're called for film. Uh, but so, but for, for, you know, whoever, whether I think it was 
not necessarily Karen Kusama. I think, like she said, she was ready to just say, like, no, next. But uh, mm-hmm. like, her, a producer or somebody else was like, no, no, this girl has something. Um, and I don't know how old she was when she made this, but, like, Michelle Rodriguez is believable as this, you know, 8, 17, 18-year-old girl. Oh, sure. Yeah. And it's it's the rawness that works so well. Mm-hmm. And they talk about, something was really interesting, uh, was, because I, I read a couple of different interviews with Karen Kusama after this movie, because I really wanted to kind of see more about what made her make this particular movie. Uh, and it was a lot of things, but, you know, like she did take boxing lessons and everything. But what was, was neat was when she talked about casting that role uh, and how, um, like, all the girls that came in, like, there was just this, like, smallness to them. And they didn't, like, that how hard it was to find an actress of that age who could play this part. Yeah. Because you know, women, especially actors where everything is about your looks and your, you know, your chemistry and kind of appealing to like, you know, the heterosexual male audience, essentially like none of them were like ready to bring it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, Michelle Rodriguez is so good in this. Yeah, she really is. And I, I know I went through a phase early on in her career where I was like, and most of it was by the time she came to Lost, Lost was not great and didn't know what to do with her. Um, so I loved her in Lost. Uh, so eventually I came around on her. But yeah, it was just, I was so excited when, when she showed up there. I felt for a very long time to me that she was always very one note and that it was like, oh, here's Michelle Rodriguez making her angry face again. Yeah, and, I see that. Yeah, that- like, I'm so glad I saw this movie now when I am uh, not as kind of dumb and angry and reactive a film goer. Because <laughs> I think if I had watched this movie 10 years ago, I would have been like, oh, yeah, look, tough, tough girl Michelle Rodriguez. And now I look at it and I'm like, no, like, she's amazing at what she's doing. And it's not the same thing she does in Resident Evil or anything else. Like, she's one of those actresses who can play um, a certain kind of I don't want to keep saying tough because it seems like such a, a silly word, but like she can play that and she can portray that, but there's a lot more going on in her characters. Yeah. And you've always been a fan of her, right? I have. I, I'm the, the first thing I ever saw her in was probably, probably resident evil. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't talk. Um, and I, I don't know. I liked her in that. I like, I get what you're saying, like, oh, there she is doing her Michelle Rodriguez thing, but, like, ah, fuck, no one else is doing it. Do yeah. it, lady. Do yeah. your Michelle Rodriguez thing, you know? Exactly. Um, no, and I'm totally there now. Um, it makes I, me happy. Yeah, I apologize if in the past I, I ever said the reverse of it. Well, you know, we all learn yeah. and grow. Yeah, I suppose. Change. Yeah, you know. My spyware keeps trying to update. Hopefully you don't hear the noise that it's making. I don't, but... Thank God. It's geez. awful. Uh, um, yeah. It's scared of Michelle Rodriguez, apparently. I guess so. <laughs> um, so the movie... Uh, so we have Diana. And she's... she. I mean, she has a chip on her shoulder. She is angry. Uh, and has a reason to be. She has... Her mother uh, killed herself, we find out. We don't know yes. like when, but we know it happened... In part because the father was abusive. Mm-hmm. Um, the dad seems to be, you know, I mean, he works hard. He's trying to take care of his kids. She has a younger brother. Uh, 
but who's in, who's the kid in Ash, Ash versus Evil Dead now? Oh, neat. Yeah. That's another thing. Their relationship was so great. Yes. It was really <sighs> believable. Yeah. Because they're, he, she's the older sibling. He's probably yeah. supposed to be like 15 or so. And he's kind of, you know, his dad, and this is something that's like, <laughs> trying to figure out how to talk about it in a way that doesn't make me sound obnoxiously white, as opposed to just being white. Just regular white. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> because it's, I mean, they are, you know, they're Latina. I don't know if they say, if they're Puerto Rican or if they say specifically, but I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're New York. They're American. They're as American as me, if not more. Um, but there is like a different culturally. There's a, a difference between me having grown up a white girl in suburban Long Island and Diana growing up a you know uh, Puerto Rican girl in Brooklyn. Yeah. And the same thing with her love interest, who is also um, Hispanic. And uh, there is a certain like how do i say it macho ness that is culturally important and kind of uh the the dad wants the son the, originally the whole thing is that the son the younger son is taking boxing lessons yeah and he i mean he's an artist he's a small kid he's not going to box he's not going to do anything physical uh but the dad thinks well you're you're a man you have to be a man you have to take boxing and so right away, like, they established the brother so quickly and so clearly of just, you know, he's just, he's not that kind of guy. Uh, and the relationship between him and Diana, it's just believable. Like, they they fight, but there's definitely a closeness there. Yeah. And their conversation are just, re- like, it's, it's how siblings talk. Mm-hmm. And it's just so nice. I agree. Yeah. Um, it's it wasn't grown worthy or nope. overdone or like it it was it was best case scenario with everything involved. Like their relationship was her the romantic relationship oh, yeah. in it was like it was. I don't know why I'm so surprised because it's I think it's the way like and it, it's horrible to say, but it's so rare that you see such a good movie that is so um what's the word i'm looking for normal in a way yeah like it's easy to say oh children of men is a great movie oh um i don't know uh, i get what you're saying i get yeah what you're like something that's a, you know saving private ryan's a great movie like something, something that's that's remarkable and yeah like that's that. elevated and that's about this grand yeah. thing and all of that but this is just a really small story about this My very time. yeah like this very in many ways normal but um perceived as unexceptional young woman mm-hmm. who just kind of learns something about herself and gets better at it and along the way there are relationships yeah, things happen. Things happen, but she's not winning the World Series. She's not winning the World Championship anything. She's just uh, learning a skill that's kind yeah. of helping to shape the rest of her. Because you, you can see once she kind of gets this confidence in boxing, and it's it's so true. And if you've ever known anybody that like struggled in school or just kind of meandered until they found that thing that they could do and that they cared about... 
whether it was, you know, mm-hmm. fixing cars or running track and how it kind of helps bring everything together. Like, that's what this is about. It's just about this girl that found something that she could work at and it could help her work on herself and everything else. And it's so simple, but it's just done so well and told so well. And yeah, it's, it's, it really is. Yeah. And it's bizarre that uh, I think it did feel so good when really it it's so normal. I guess I guess that's what's odd about it in many ways. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the romance between so her and Adrian is the character mm-hmm. who is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And so he's a boxer. He's about a year older than her. And he's been doing this for a while. And it's kind of like starting to kind of get some momentum going in the boxing world. Uh, and they, at first it's just kind of like they're training together. So they start talking and, you know, he drives her home, but she sees him with his girlfriend who is your typical, like just very pretty feminine girl. And the way their relationship develops is really organic and believable. And yeah, that really is. Yeah. And it's not like exceptionally heartbreaking or really dramatic. It's like realistic. Yeah. Like not, not easy, not you know, right? Right. It's not like it's, he has to run through the rain to kiss her when her, you know, she almost she turns her back and he like it's not, it's not movie style romance. It's just more realistic. Yeah. Young people, the way young people come together, kind of thing. Yep. Uh, and he's a like shockingly well-drawn layered character yeah where you yeah i expected to hate him i mean really the g train is the worst they got that right yeah i shrieked when that happened yeah anybody that lives in new york knows the g train is the devil except the difference is the devil exists the g train i don't think it actually exists um, I waited for it once and it never came. You're I still mean, I'm waiting sure, for it now. I'm sure other people have that story. I, I think many miss, like, there's a lot of missing people in New York City. It's because they were waiting for the G train. They're just still waiting for yep, the G train. still waiting for it. Uh, so, but thankfully, you know, she starts dating Adrian who drives, so she doesn't have to take it as much. That's good. Yeah. Uh, pull-ups. Could you do a pull-up? I could never do a pull-up. Fuck God. No. You have met me, right? Yeah. No. The, the presidential fitness, physical fitness test. Do you remember I doing know. those? I knew, I knew you'd have opinions about that, too. I had opinions about that. Oh, I had such yeah. strong opinions about that. No, absolutely not. I did not do good at any of that no. stuff. Like, Because I'm athletic and I've always been athletic. Like, I can play soccer. I can play softball. You give me, like, a sport, I'm going to do pretty well at it. But especially when I was younger, I can't do any fitness. Like, do a push-up. Oh, run like i run now but when i was a kid i used to my birthday wishes used to be to get asthma so that i didn't have to run because i hated running so much well i I had asthma well it wasn't fun well maybe you just weren't seeing the good side of it that's true i did often get to walk see i didn't like no you did you're not making that up no exactly like i had to run and it was awful okay it was awful back then um, but yeah, so that was another thing. I'm like, I remember the presidential fitness test. Mm-hmm. Um, I Me don't too. remember ever fighting, like physically beating up my dad. I do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she and I had a lot in common. Aww. 
Um, but again, like it, it does, it, it doesn't tie that up in a bow, which I really appreciate. I like that too. Yeah. Like there's a moment where the big fight happens and the brother is there and you can tell like he's looking for the dad. He's like, oh, I think he's going to come. Spoiler alert, the dad doesn't come. Like it's, yeah, like that relationship isn't tidy because, you know, she becomes a great boxer. Like, no, there's, there's still going to be shit there and it's probably always going to be there. Uh, the way I'm just running through my notes now because it's there's so many things good things to say about this movie. Uh, I really like when we're talking about the relationship and how you know, like it's not that they fall in love and that's the end all be all. At one point, he kind of goes back to his girlfriend, yeah, and she calls him yeah, out it, on it, but it wasn't like grand and no. like yeah like setting like right. she doesn't like run run out of the ring crying because of it like yeah she just but she says to him something that's kind of like oh you you want the easy way like it's it just the way she talks to him after that is just so like yeah that's 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 what you say like that's what it yeah. is uh i liked the way the boxing was also staged there's a well, lot of ways one could approach a boxing movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could do very, like, point of view, and you could do lots of cuts and so on. And this, like, the fights all felt kind of different and fresh. Um, there was a lot of, like, from the point of, like, very point of view where you're seeing straight what the boxer would have seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just, it worked. For, like, I, I did feel... This was one of the many complaints I had with the David or Russell movie, The Fighter, mm-hmm. which I didn't understand why everybody was like masturbating over that movie because it was didn't, okay. It was all right, but I thought the like the boxing to me was just not good. Like yeah. I did not get why anybody would have been excited by those boxing matches because the way they were shot was just very static to me. And with this, like I feel like the choices she makes are telling a story, and and. Like the cam, the way the camera's moving. Yeah, I can see that. I honestly didn't think about it, but mm-hmm. that's a good point. Yeah. Um, the whole funding for the movie was difficult because mm-hmm. I guess she was ready to make it. They had producers lined up, and then they backed out at the last minute. Uh, but Karen Kusama had worked as an assistant for John Sales, mm-hmm. uh, and when that happened, he basically came forward, was like, "Yeah, I'll help you fund it." So oh, he cool. was like hugely influential in, I guess, being a producer and being the money uh, involved in it. Um, and another thing that Karen Kusama had said was that apparently some of the producers kept saying like the best way to make the movie more marketable was that the protagonist should be a white woman. Mm-hmm. Um, that quote. I guess she was actually told this, that having a Latina in the lead role was unappealing and unbelievable. Uh, yeah, is, that's true. Those, pe- those people are the worst, right? right? There's no such thing as a Latina boxer in this world. It's um, so obnoxious. It's just, like, you you feel for for this production. Um, and, I mean, you look at Karen Kusama's career. So after Girl Fight, uh, she did Anne Flux. Mm-hmm. But you know, have you seen? Yes. Where? What do you think of it? I mean, it's not good, but I've seen worse movies. Yeah, it's on instant, and I actually tried watching it. I got about halfway through, and I was just like, "I'm, I don't really need to fit." Like, you're I not, just, you're not invested in I, it. Yeah, that's the thing. I couldn't care. 
Like, yeah. there's some interesting things going on. And I know that there was a lot of shit with Final Cut. And yeah. I think the movie was originally going to be, like, two hours. The one on Netflix is 90 minutes, if that. Um, like, I'm sure it was a very hellish production and post-production. And it's it's a shame because the idea of a very female-powered, made superhero movie is awesome. Um, yeah. And it's and it had to be. A sh- I'm sure her phone stopped ringing after that movie because yeah. it was it was a huge bomb. It was a very high profile bomb. Uh, after that, I mean, it took her a while. I think before she came back with Jennifer's body, which was another. Again, you love it. I really like it. Love it. It was a movie that was so divisive. And for a lot of the wrong reasons. A lot of it was just that people decided they hated Megan Fox and everything she touched. Yeah. Um, but that's another movie that did okay. I don't think it was a big flop or hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I, I feel like she, like, she hasn't had a positive, something perceived as being positive since this movie. And it's such a shame mm-hmm. because she's a really good filmmaker and she has a voice yeah. and she's telling great stories and I want her to make everything. Um, she has a horror movie coming out. What is it? It's called The Invitation. Okay. I'll take two. It's, see, that's exciting. Um, and it's gotten very good reviews. I think it's had some festival runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that she's listed on IMDb for, and I don't know any of the details, but there is apparently... Uh, I think Showtime is doing, like, I don't know if it's a film or a series of anthologies of horror stuff directed by women. Oh, that's cool. I forget the name of it, but um, she is on there listed with, uh, I think, Jennifer Lynch. I love Jennifer Lynch. Um, As a person. I don't know about her. I've actually never seen any of her films. I'm probably, I think I've seen something. I can't tell you what. Okay. That one. Here it is. It's called XX. That one. Um... It is directors, Sophia Carrillo, Mary Harron, Karen Kusama, Jennifer Lynch, and Giovanna Vukovic. Yep. Uh, And one of the story, one of the writing credits is Jack Ketchum for the story, The Box. Okay. Which is a really good short story. Is it? Oh, God, it's so good. It's like six pages, but it's terrifying. Um, I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know anything about this movie other than it sounds amazing and I'm really excited for it. Uh, okay. But yeah, I also just really want Karen Kusama to do well and have a great career and make lots of movies. Me too. She's really good. She is really yeah. good. Yeah. And she wrote and directed this. And I don't think she's written any of her other films. Uh, and again, it's a shame because this the dialogue's really good. This is a really well-written movie. Yeah, I thought so, too. Yeah. Uh, something... Do you, I kind of want to talk about the ending. Okay. Okay. Um, You're allowed. Spoiling a little bit. Uh, because this... Well, obviously, who'd recommend for both of us? Uh, yeah, sure. This ends with a big fight. And the... So, spoiler alert from here for, like, the next five minutes, let's say, as we talk about that. Uh, The big fight is that the division of boxing that she's in has kind of changed, introduced a new rule where they're kind of allowing mixed-gendered boxing. Where they're, they're, so long as you're in the same weight class, they're allowing men to fight, to box women. Mm -hmm. So, of course, it ends up where she has to box Adrian. 
Which at first I'm like, oh, that seems a little contrived. That, that was the one thing that Zach pointed out that yeah, he didn't. Yeah, it's really a little like. easy, but I mean, the movie sets it up and it's, I mean, it's, it just becomes part of the plot. It's, you know, you kind of have to accept it. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. It's not deal breaker by any means. Uh, and you get to the fight and what's, it's this, the, I mean, the fight is less interesting than what happens after it because the way, so spoiler alert, she wins. Uh, it is not a wipeout. It's a fairly even match, but she is ruled the winner. Yeah, which is nice. Which, which is nice. They don't go, and it's, and it's not dramatic. It's not, um, you know, there's not a countdown, slow motion, all this stuff. Like, no, it's just, it's a big fight. Uh, and it cuts to her just kind of in the dressing room crying, which I mm-hmm. think is where they were going to end the movie at first, which makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. would have been like emotionally a little bit like, it, I think it would have made people a little angry. Uh, but it's also like really fitting that this is how she would end this match. But then they give another scene after of her and Adrian kind of meeting up afterwards and it just it's a scene that I really like because it well this movie is her story like there's there's a lot going on when you're a 19 year old boy who's going to be a boxer and you have to box your girlfriend and you lose yeah uh, and so you know like you don't know like you're like oh is he going to be angry at her is he going to be embarrassed and he's hugely embarrassed and he you know kind of says to her like I. I can't believe you would want to be with me after that. Um, to which she says, well, you boxed with me like I was a guy. That means, like, that means everything to her. Mm-hmm. That it's, um, she respects him more for, for, bo- for treating her like an opponent and do- hasn't lost any respect at all for him for losing. Yeah, because he treated her like an equal. Yeah. And there is nothing to her having grown up with this man who was very, you know, where everything was very, this is what a man does and this is what a woman does, you know, to kind of look at this guy and say, like, it's it's not like that. It doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I just thought, like, good. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And I'm sure they're not, like, getting married and having babies. Like, they're going to no. go on very different paths it- and have very different lives. And But it was just a That's nice... That's another thing. Yeah. It, it wasn't like a... Um... Like a, f- there was nothing grand about right. their love story. It was it was small yep. and and real. Yeah, and like she like she doesn't win like a Nike commercial at the end or get sponsorship yeah. or get a trophy. Like it's this really small story. It's just done so well. Yeah. I'm I'm so glad you liked it as much as I did. I liked it a lot. I liked it like it was it's almost 2 hours. I found the whole thing really compelling. Yeah. I was really like just I was in it the whole time. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel myself drifting away. I I we watched we started it kind of late. Mm-hmm. Nope, I was I was into it. Yep. It it definitely it never feels overly long. Um yep. and I mean sure you probably could have cut stuff but there was no need to. Like, it's just because everything is just about these characters. So her and her friend, that's, you know, it just, it's a case where, like, it's pure, the whole thing is pure character development and slice of life. And Mm -hmm. because it's so good and it's so compelling, it could have been two and a half hours and I probably still would have been happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. You about ready to rate it? 
I think so. Okay. I actually kind of gave it some thought this time. Ooh, how about that? Sho- shocking, right? Let's hear your quality of film. Um, I'm going to give, for quality of film, uh, an eight and a half. Yeah, I'm going 8.25. Yeah. Because it's one where at first I'm like, you know, is it, like, there's a certain line where it becomes like a, you know, a, like going from like a good movie to a great movie and it's usually around the mm-hmm. eight point. And I'm like, you know, just because it's a small movie doesn't mean it's not great. Yeah, it was pretty great, I think. Yeah. And the uh, quality of life. Uh, solid eight. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go, uh, go 8.5. 8. Yeah. Just because I enjoyed it so much. You could think of it also as without this, some of the things you wouldn't have had. Exactly. You wouldn't have had, wouldn't have had, but you might, oh. have had Jennifer's body, Christine. I, I you don't even want to think I about know, it. The, the, in its, you might have still had the movie, but it wouldn't have been that version of it, you know? Like, Jason Reitman could have ended up directing it. Just, nope. just think about that for a minute. Yeah. Uh, so that's Girl Fight. It is uh, not on Instant, but it's, I think, on Amazon, but you have to pay for it. I bought it. Oh, you oh you bought the, like, digital copy of it? Yeah. Or the, okay. The, oh, the, the DVD is actually cute because it's, like, an old DVD. So it has... Um, like a featurette that you think it's like, oh, it's going to be a making of. It's not really a making of. It's more like a promotional material oh, for really? it. So it's like Michelle Rodriguez is a young actress getting her start in Hollywood. And it's really cute. Uh, but yeah, highly recommended. Uh, we are going to take a break and come back and talk about uh, what could have been its sequel. Ray's. Josh C. Waller. Okay. I take your word for it. Uh, you can take IMDb's word for it. I could be lying. I, or I'm telling the truth, but IMDb could be lying. So, Ray's starring Zoe Bell and a lot of other chicks. Yep. Uh, tell me what the movie's about. <sighs> so, it's really simple. I mean, my cats could do it, Christian. All right. It's about, I guess, some kind of, like, underground... Like kidnapping, fighting thing with like rich people make ladies fight to the death, and it's like a whole I don't know, it's so convoluted, and it's like a whole <laughs> thing where they'll kidnap your family or like watch them. And there's a and- lot going on for like it's the same way when I told you about that movie Awaken on the island, yeah. like there's, there's a lot, lot of resources being put in this thing that you don't need that many resources for. Like, mm-hmm. steal people, steal their organs. Easy. Done. Steal chicks, make them fight. Or, like, how many employees do they have? 
Because there's 50 women, right? Yeah. And Let me see if I can follow this thinking. Okay, so there's 50 women. Yeah. All right, so let's start with that. So you need somebody to have kidnapped 50 of them. Uh, And they're like tough-ass women, so it's not as easy as like slipping some chloroform over their mouths. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's get them really drunk or get them wait until they're sleeping and, like, have totally taken NyQuil and are done for the night. Uh, so it's, like, every kidnapping probably needed at least four military-grade guys, right? Yeah, I guess. So right sure. there, now we're at 50 times four, which is, what, 200? I mean, well, maybe no, the they... Sa- the same guy kidnaps the lady from That's, the beginning and so well, up. I guess, like, he set it up. So, like, the... the okay. Right, like, he was sort of the, um, like, the in guy, right? Because he's the guy that takes the chicks out and gets them drunk or at a place where they're kind of comfortable. And then the goons come in and, and mm. catch her. So this guy's got to be in a lot of places at once, which means airfare for this guy to everywhere right i mean was zoe bell in new zealand that's a really expensive plane ride yeah it it's logistically it doesn't seem like it's gonna work right then you have to have somebody manning all 50 of these women's closest family member Uh right because the idea is every every one of these women has to fight or else their you know husband or daughter or whoever is gonna die and if they lose they're gonna die so that means that, like that, there's no bones about that. You have fifty, uh, like people, fifty employees who are at any point standing very close to this family member with a gun. Yeah. Okay. Not to mention the hidden cameras. That in, that that's really what tripped me up in every one of these fifty family members' homes. Right. Which is, I guess, it's easy enough to be to send the exterminator in. Now, or I I hate it. I hate that that aspect of it. <laughs> I hate the the family aspect of it. It adds too much. I can't suspend disbelief for that part. Well, because it, it, mean, it makes it really mean. It makes it really mean, but it also makes it really unrealistic. It's, just, it's a lot of resources going into here. So now we've got that. We've got keeping these 50 women in, like, locked cells. Again, very high security because we know mm-hmm. that, like, the whole point is that these are really tough women that could fight their way out of something. Um, they're feeding them. So that's daily meals for 50 women. Uh, uh, keeping there, there's doctors, I guess. That's a whole nother thing. Apparently we're jumping around a lot because it's really like, there's, it's a, on one hand, like I have, like I was telling Christine, I have very few notes on this movie because it's very simple. But on the other hand, there's so much to it. There's so uh, something much to it. I had learned from the internet, which is always to be believed at all uh, mm-hmm. stops. There are, I guess, now I watched it on Netflix, as I'm assuming you did too. I guess on the DVD there are deleted scenes, which seem to suggest that cannibalism is a whole other thing in this movie. What? Yeah, that... And, like, it does seem odd at at the – you get glimpses of what happens to the bodies after they're – you know, chicks have to fight to the death, two at a time. Uh, The chick who dies gets, like, dragged away, and you see a couple of times, like, a woman on an operating table, and you're kind of wondering, like, oh, are they doing anything with her? Yeah, that's a good good point. I honestly didn't even think that. Yeah, I guess in one variation or one version – at some point, yes, they, they, they did actually. Like there was – whether they ate all of them, whether they were only going to eat the champion, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But 
cannibalism was on the cutting room floor, as as they say in the uh, land of I stars. It's such a simple idea. If it had been more simple, then it might have been more effective. I don't know. Maybe I'm saying too much too soon. Maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree. Well, I guess the what I am guessing the inspiration behind this movie was, I would think it's two things. One had to be, um, we want to showcase Zoe Bell and all these other women as tough chicks that can that can fight and that can yeah and i mean that aspect i'm totally on board for and i really enjoyed uh and it doesn't um play around with that like all of these women are presented in this movie like they could do these things yeah sure cool i'm with you great the other thing i think that they were going for was we're we want to kind of be like turkey shoot like we're gonna go for the just pure simple exploitation you know, almost like osploitation type style of here's this sort of ridiculous, no holds barred, uh, very cruel, over the top survival story. And we're not taking, you know, take no prisoners, no happy, spoiler alert, no happy endings is a whole nother thing. Uh, just to be this very like mean exploitation movie. Yeah. Which, which is where I wanted to be on board for it. And That's I, fine. I was sort of wavering on whether, because we won't talk about it yet, but the ending is really frustrating. And then part of me was like, maybe it's not. Maybe if this was a movie that I that you know you dug up from the video store from 1979, uh, and it was I don't know, um, not Stallone. Give me. Somebody that it was uh, somebody that would have been in one of these movies, and it was a Charles Bronson movie. Like maybe I wouldn't have been as angry at the ending. I don't know. So I don't know. I'm all over the place on this one. I can tell. I feel like we had similar feelings, but I don't know if I necessarily got tripped up where you did. Okay. I thought it was too convoluted. And too involved, it should have just been happy being this nasty, simple, you know, fighty movie. And, and, and it was a- also, if it's going to just be a nasty, fighty, uh, move, bitey movie, which I was fine with, and if, if it decides not to be, if it decides, no, we're, we are going to give you this kind of grand world, you got to tell me what's going on in that grand world, because exactly. the movie doesn't. It doesn't, and it doesn't do it in like a leave you wanting more kind of creative way. It does it in an infuriating, I feel like you're not fleshing this out. Right. I mean, you have Doug Jones, who I love, I adore. And Sherilyn Fenn. And Sherilyn Fenn. As as his wife. And like Doug Jones, who A, everything I've heard about him is that he's a wonderful human being. Um, But also, I'm always happy to see him like in plain face. Yeah, I'm like you know, Tom Jones is a good actor, and he never gets to like just be himself. Uh, you, I mean, you have this like Doug Jones is sort of like presiding over the ceremony with Sherilyn Fenn, which is really interesting. Okay, what's going on there? Movies not, doesn't tell you. Like at one point, I'm like, oh, was Sherilyn Fenn like a former champion? I thought maybe that maybe she was. The movie didn't tell me. Yeah. Who are all these people at this party at the end? I don't know. Movie doesn't tell me. 
And it's like, it's, this is probably me just being ridiculous, but it's like, these are like, you know, the, I got the feeling these were supposed to be like the wealthy, like who have money and power Very and they're Hunger making Games-y. these yeah. girls fight. These are but District like, 1. And they the were like in a barn or something. Like, I didn't understand. Yeah, it was, kind of, it was kind of like somebody was having like a sort of like Portland wedding kind of thing. It didn't look like opulent or, or like particularly seedy or underground or it just it was weird it 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 felt like it didn't it didn't build a full world it didn't Mm -hmm. i didn't get immersed the the broader story was just not realized on screen maybe it was in deleted scenes maybe it was in the script i don't think you cast doug jones and Sherilyn fenn as this kooky couple uh and invest in you know, 45 extras for this big grand scene. That's a really good point. Yeah. I didn't even really think about that. Like there's resource. I mean, well, we know that this, this organization wastes resources quite a bit. Uh, Clearly. Right. But there are resources being given to this movie as far as, because it would have been so much easier for this movie to just have, you could have still done Doug Jones and Charlene Fenn, and, you know, ended it 10 minutes earlier or, you know, change the ending a little bit. But you didn't need to give hints of a bigger story when clearly you had no um, desire to tell that story. Yeah. So it's just frustrating because you're kind of wondering about it. But because it doesn't feel realized enough, you don't care that much about it. No, it's that's. I'd say that's really accurate. Yeah. Uh, the actual fighting stuff, I was cool with. I don't know about you. I was okay with it. Um, it looked, I mean, it looked good. Yeah. It, this had the majority of the second set of girls from Death Proof in it. It did. So yep. I'm okay with that. You get Tracy Toms. Um, you get... Uh, everybody, everybody but uh, Mary Elizabeth. Yep. Um, so I'm into that. I like Zoe Bell a lot. I think... I, I will always say this. I, I was it. Did the Gentleman's Guide ever review Scott Pilgrim, or did they just talk about it? I don't know. I, don't know. I have. We dis- reviewed it. Do you remember? I guess so. <laughs> Shush you. So I have a distinct memory of of the the person who didn't like it, who would be who would be Rick, um, saying that his one of his main problems with it was that it didn't stick to the rules that it set as mm-hmm. a movie. Like it, it did the cute, cutesy little pop-ups and introduced people and la da da da. And, and I, my argument is it did it to set the world up, to set the stage, to let you know where you were. And then once the story got rolling, it backed off a little bit so that you weren't constantly being inundated by these potentially annoying things. Okay. Fair. That's been my argument, but I, it has made me hyper aware of that th- that stuff yes. in other movies. In this movie, it sets a precedent of introducing fights with like a title card and letting you know exactly who was there because there are these like main six girls, maybe, and then they there, but there are other women there that they fight, and you sometimes you're like, is this one of the ones I'm supposed to know? Is this yeah. stuff? because? Not because everybody looks alike, but because you don't get enough time to sit with these characters to actually recognize them, especially when they're maybe being filmed from above in, like, a death match. So, like, they, they show these title cards, which I found 
efficient and and, and stylish. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like there was a moment or two where I'm like, is that Zoe Bell or not? Cause just because again, you're seeing the back of somebody's head. They're all stunt women. Like they all look but, like but, stunt women. But then they stopped. Did they? I don't even remember they, them stopping. And then there was like a montage of a bunch of different. Yeah, fights. you're right. Yeah. And I, and I got confused yeah. and I was like, well, th- why the fuck do you bother doing it in the first place? Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. Yeah. It, it just, it like that bugged me. Like it didn't feel consistent. That, like, yeah. It, it, I wanted consistency. I will I wanted- say it was worth it for, this is a minor spoiler, uh, when you get the card with the little title card that was Sabrina versus everyone. Yeah. I was like, fuck yeah. Like, you the- can you can almost tell that's like what they were like. Oh, yeah. And I was that, into that, it. Like, yeah. I. They were like, oh, I love watching Zoe Bell be Zoe Bell. I love watching her yeah. talk and kick ass. And she gets to do that in this movie. And she's also, like, she gets a dramatic arc. Like, she's playing a complicated, damaged woman, and she does it well. Yeah. She, she can act. Um, and uh, so I'm happy with, you know, you want to make a 90-minute movie where Zoe Bell kicks ass and other chicks kick ass. Awesome. I'm there. That's cool. Great. Uh, let's make it a little better. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, let's... Let's know what else we're doing other than that aspect of the movie. No, I, I feel the same. Yeah. Uh, because it it's a, it's one of those movies, and what's funny is this will, this will come up when I talk about my Netflix pick. It's one of those movies where when I was watching it, I was digging it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching this movie. I had problems as I was watching it, but the act of sitting on the bus and watching this movie was cool. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, like when you're into watching a movie. And then once it ended, especially with this particular ending, which we can get to shortly. Yeah. I was kind of like, eh, huh. Okay, then. And it was not one of those movies I went back and thought like, oh, all these other problems I have with it. It just kind of wiped away a lot of memory of this movie in a way. Yeah. Like... It's one that in two years, when I think back to this movie, it's going to be a lot of, okay, that was was Zoe Bell. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there there cannibals in that movie? Was there like a, uh, like Hunger Games thing going on? Like, I'm not going to remember a lot of it, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, I see that. Yeah, and it's just because of the lack of kind of overall cohesion of it. Yeah. Uh, something I really like about the movie, uh, because I remember when this came out, it getting, I, I remember seeing a lot of kind of brief articles or descriptions of saying like, oh, this misogyn, it's misogynist, it's ex- ex- exploitative and so on. It's an exploitation film in terms of violence, but it's not, I never felt like it was exploiting these women as women. No, no. Like they are all wearing sweatpants. None of them are wearing makeup. It feels as if, yes, if you took these women... And- it's not particularly particularly leering either. No, not at all. So, like, I don't I don't get that. Just no. because you have ladies doing stuff doesn't mean it's, it, yeah. it's misogynistic. You have ladies doing stuff wearing tank tops and sweatpants. They're yeah. dressed like that because that makes the most sense when you're fighting. Uh, the movie, there's, I mean, there's no nudity in the movie. Yeah. There's no, there's no, and even the violence, like... 
this could have been filmed in a way that because it's hand-to-hand violence which i find horrifying i am personally like because i think of myself and i could never kill somebody with my hands or like with anything else i think um but to me the idea of being killed by somebody's hands is really the idea of being beaten to death that's gonna take a while and it's gonna hurt a lot i never i never even really think about that yeah like putting it out there snap my neck i guess that's okay but like breaking my ribs and twisting my arm and like pulling my hair would be upset like that would hurt me i'll remember that Ooh, will you (laughs) not like that (laughs) but so like like, this could have been um you could have had a lot of shots of somebody punching somebody's face until there was no face left uh, and you don't really get that. Like, yeah, there's restraint. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. I and I appreciate that. Like, not because I don't. I mean, I have, I love Punisher Warzone. You can punch somebody through the face. That's fine. But it's it's not. I guess it's just it kind of respects the violence in a way. Um, so I like that. I like the way the violence was done. I like the collection of these women. Uh, we get to know a little bit, and I wanted to know more about all of them. The there's one character named Cody, right, who's sort of the one that, uh, like, sort of uh, would takes, like, Zoe Bell as this, like, mother figure, and you're kind of rooting for her for a little bit, and you just learn very briefly, like, Zoe Bell says, like, well, how'd you learn how to fight? And Cody says, well, you know, uh, I watched my dad do it to my mom, and I, I, was gonna, I was gonna do it to him, like, or just something very brief that establishes a character, it's fine. Uh, like Tracy Tom's character, you get the sense like she's probably military. Very clear. Okay, I got it. Uh, it, yeah, like I liked aspects of it. I liked the sort of sentiment behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish the whole package was made more sense. No, I, I almost completely 100% agree with that. There were aspects of it that I liked, and there were moments where I was completely on board, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a consistent experience. Yeah. And I like that this, all of the women could have been men, and it probably yeah. would have been the same movie. That's true. Yeah, and I, I think that was probably intentional, um, but I, I you're, respect You're making me like it a lot more than I thought. Yeah, I mean, there was a, I, yeah. a lot of things there I respect about there. the movie. Uh, and I don't know how much of it was, and I think it was a very brief filming period. I think they only had, like two or three weeks and most of the fight scenes were done very quickly which is impressive and i think it speaks to the fact that most of the women i believe are also stunt like a lot of the women are also um stunt women yeah so they were all probably doing everything themselves for the most mm-hmm. part uh and the i mean again the fight scenes are not the problem with the movie but it just it it feels like they're and part of it's the potential like you're making a, a movie about Zoe Bell being this bad chick. That's great. Yeah. And it just doesn't quite know what to do with all of it. So it's frustrating. Um, mm-hmm. I've decided that Bruce Thomas is what Brian Cranston would look like if he did steroids. Yeah, I can totally doesn't see he that. Do, like, he totally reminds me of Brian Cranston. He, I can see it, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So it was, yeah, I mean, the movie's 87 minutes. And it's just it kind of felt like it too. Yeah, like just because you're like you you had plenty of more time. Like you really yeah. could have done more. Why didn't like, you introduce all these things and you really could have paid things off better if, yeah. if, if you took the time to? Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, let's briefly talk about the ending. 
Okay. So we're spoiling it again. Um, all right. So first of all, I find it hard to believe that Zoe Bell would have dropped the guns and just run. Yeah, based I on thought everything that was we learned about absurd. the character. Just absurd. a frustrating thing to have your character do. And I get like you watch a lot of movies and um, a character will do the thing where they drop the gun. You're like, no, don't do that. But oh, what you know? It's it's a movie. They're acting different. But they've established this woman as such a survivalist. Yeah. That it's really hard to swallow that she do something really stupid right then and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she just gets shot and dies. Yep. Which, uh, again, I guess if you're going for a very exploitation-type ending, yeah, that's that's what you'd get. That kind of bleak, sudden ending. But... Come on. Like, come on. You have the title card Sabrina vs. Everyone because you knew everybody wanted to see her kick ass and get away. Yeah, get I away. mean, it, it was the, the that, like, that uh, dude that shot her too, right? And what the hell? And that's frustrating because they show, the movie opens with another character who dies right away. Mm-hmm. Uh on like a like an online date with a guy and it's going well and he's charming and everything um and i don't know if you know right in, then and there that he's responsible for bringing her here yeah. to fightland um but later on in the movie at the very end he shows up again and we see a flashback where he was the one that brought zoe bell to the island or mm-hmm. wherever they are and it's like okay so this guy's the one that charms these ladies into letting their guard down He's not very impressive. Like, he's... Who is this guy? We've yep. met these 50 strong, tough, interesting women. And you're kind of saying, yeah, but this guy can bring them all down. Okay, tell me more about this yeah, guy. Yeah, why, why like, do I believe that? What do I know about him? He's good on a blind date. Like, he's not... He's cute. Like, he's good looking, but not that good looking. Yeah. not. T- I don't believe for a minute that he could have taken any of these women down. Mm-hmm. Like, what is behind that decision? It's really frustrating when you yeah. think of how this movie is about these strong women being badass. And I thought some broad was going to shoot her, which I would have been fine with. Yeah, was, I thought so, too. It seemed like a strange choice. And there is. Like, there's a moment where another woman looks at her and, go, and like, walks away as if she's going to tell the guy. And it was yeah. like, oh, is, did she, is that the winner from last year? Exactly what I thought. Like, yep. that would have made sense. Like, it would have made so much more sense for a woman <laughs> to have killed her. Yep. But who knows what that meant? Because clearly it ended up on the cutting room floor. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought the same thing. <sighs> There's no way we were making that up. No, no. It, it, it set something up and then it didn't happen. It set a couple so times, much up in this movie like, that doesn't happen. What? Yeah, it, so that ending was really not satisfying. Yeah, incredibly unsatisfying. Yeah. Uh, it's a shame, because on one hand, you're kind of like, I would I would be happy to watch another one of these movies. If they made a Raise 2, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't not watch it, because I'd be like, okay, cool, I, I like the fighting. Are we doing yeah. the fighting again? Great. Uh And, hey, maybe you could actually explain what was going on in the first one. Mm-hmm. But... It ending that way, A, means, well, you I guess you can't really bring Zoe Bell back. Uh, but also that everybody that leaves that movie, I guarantee 95% of the people watching this were unsatisfied by that ending. Oh, I'm certain of it. And therefore, when you do that to your audience, 
when you deliberately piss them off, you're probably not going to make a sequel. Yeah. And I don't know that they ever intended to. Uh, it it certainly may not have been. Otherwise, they probably, again, wouldn't have killed Zoe Bell's character. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like such a fuck you to the audience in a way that's just infuriating. Mm-hmm. But but again, because there was so much I didn't know about this movie, I didn't care that much. Yep. Like for It all... was enough to go like, oh, really? And then yeah. shut it up. Like, that's how I felt when it ended. I was kind of like, oh, okay. Well, that's that. Guess I'll play more Words with Friends now. Yeah. Yeah. So, Rays. Very curious what our listeners think about this one. Yeah, I could see it being pretty divisive. Yeah, like, I could understand anybody hating it. Totally could. Uh, I didn't, because there's... Again, some interesting things and some well-done things. Mm-hmm. But, I, yeah. And I wonder if anybody out there has watched the deleted scenes or knows anything about what else this movie was supposed to be. If you have, please visit our Facebook page. Yeah. And share Tell your us now. Yeah. Uh, do you have more to say about race? Not really. I think we had similar... It seems like it. Yeah. ...feelings and yeah. experiences. I was really curious where you'd land on it. Yeah, kind of where you did. Yeah, it seems like it. We are just the same person today, aren't we? Uh-huh. uh-huh except I'm older. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Fine. All right, so rating. Quality of film. Yes. hard. Quality of film. So many plot question marks, but so much good badass fighting. So quality of film, I'm going to go six. Yeah. Period. Not a question mark. I'll say six. Yeah, no, six. Yeah, you too. All right. And uh, quality of life. That's a hard one. Because, again, I I enjoyed watching it. It made me angry, but I got to see Doug Jones. Um, I'll go 6.75. 5.5. Uh, 5. 5. Mm. If this one showed up on TV, I would probably have it on in the background. Really? Yeah. Just for the fight I don't scenes. know if I would ever look at it ever yeah. again. I I like um I, I like my tough female fight scenes. All right, good I, to know. Yeah, I mean, I I think there's something of the whole like I'll never be able to do that. But it's kind of uh, yeah, cool to imagine I it could, that. you know. Yeah. Well, we'll start a fight club. We sh- we should, <laughs> but um, don't talk about it. Can, can can the first rule be no hair pulling? No, that's not the first rule. Okay. The first rule is always hair pulling. Okay, can the second rule be um, uh, no... What, what are the other things that I can't stand? Oh, no touching my neck. I don't like when people touch my neck. Oh, like, maybe no, no I... No strangling. Can. I don't want no strangling. Fine, I don't need to strangle. Kicking. We can do all the kicking we want. Right, it's not called a fight me. club. It's called a kick club. Kick club. We kick just club. Let's, you know what? Let's just start a kickball. Let's, 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 let's just play kickball all the time. Or let's or let's do kick lines. All right. Let's that works. Okay. Here's the thing. At our kick club, we can do anything that involves kicking. We could play soccer. We could play kickball. We could be rockets. Kick the can. So we can play kick the can. <laughs> we can. And like the olden days. Eventually, we can all kick the bucket. Like, it's all about kicking. We got it. Love it. Yes. That's going to be the sequel to Raise. Kick. All right, so the movie's on Netflix Instant, and again, it's like yeah, 90, look it's not it. even ninety minutes. So take a look at it and tell us what you think. It's definitely not as bad as I've heard some people say, mm. but 
Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to hear other opinions. Yeah, and I'd, I'd also be really, really interested if anybody's a strong defender of the film. Because I, I wanted to like this movie, and there were things that I saw in it that I really liked, but it just, I, I can't, um, like, possibly defend so much of this movie, because clearly mm-hmm. it's not realized. It's not a fully realized movie. Yeah. And the director, uh, what else did he do? He is a producer on a few things, but directing-wise, I think this was his only... The other, I don't know what these are. Camino and Mechanic are his other. Yeah, I have films. no idea. I don't, the, well, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Uh, and he, uh, he was a stunt man on Bitch Slap, which oh, I've not fun. seen. Heard, I think I saw that. Another film I heard wildly. Uh, I didn't like about. it. You did or didn't? I didn't. I'm almost positive it's the thing that I'm thinking of, and I didn't like it. All right. So that's Reuse. Now. Uh, Netflix recommendations. Yeah, I got one. I know you have one. What you got? Um, so it's a movie that a couple people I've seen watch, and I I'm only recommending it because I want to talk about it. Ooh. Um, it is a movie called The Veil with Jessica Alba. Oh yes, this is on my queue, and I'm excited so, to watch it. It's got so, it's got so much going on. But, like, Thomas Jane is so good in it. Oh, my God. And there's, like, a few amazing things that Mm. this movie does. And it's about a cult, right? Yeah. I wish it was a million times better. Can I I ask you how much of that million times it not being better is Jessica Alba's fault? Eh. She's not good. She's never good. She's she's, never good. But the story's not good, and the direction um, did this movie no favors. Interesting. I'm definitely going to watch it. I just, I keep almost watching it, actually, but I I, I haven't. So, one of the guys from Reno 911 wrote the script. Huh. It's the dude with the name, whose name I can't think of, but he's done a bunch of different other scripts, and he writes with Thomas Lennon, who's also, you know... Of of that ilk, um, but anyway, so the script you could tell the script is fucking great. Mm. I I, I'm a, I strongly believe that there's an amazing script that it probably read like the most horrifying, compelling thing you've ever seen. Like this is going to be great, and I really think the direction wasn't awesome. Okay, they made weird camera choices. Um, I feel like you, you just just watch it. It it, it did itself disservices throughout like multiple times you're like oh why they do that Mm. but it could have been amazing but there was still these really interesting things in it i'm fascinated i'm i'm really really looking forward to watching it now and i I hated the end but then the very end i loved so i'll just leave you that okay all right i don't know what that means but eventually i'll find out you i'm gonna try to watch it soon now i'm really curious Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, me. Uh, oh, my. Okay, my Netflix recommend might have been one of yours from a very long time ago. Cool. Um, I heard very good things about it. And this is, this is like I said, about um, Ray's, a movie where really enjoyed it. Was so into it when I watched it. Afterwards, the more I thought about certain aspects of it, the more I was like, oh, I could have done that better. Uh, and the movie is These Final Hours. You you watched this? I know you did. It's Australia. Yeah, it's about the end of the world. Yeah, that yeah. was my next recommend because it was awesome. It's really good. 
Um, this movie does some things really right. And it's I like five minutes into it. I'm like, okay, I often complained about movies that are about like, like I remember I just talked about the butterfly effect too. Like mm-hmm. this is a movie where you have this great story or great concept or, or premise that could have been a great story, but yet you've decided to make it about a really boring douche of a white guy. Yeah. I mean, these final hours is kind of also about a douchey white guy. Yeah. But, and he doesn't like in the first, like, let's say like 10 minutes, he's not doing anything to endear himself to you. Like, yeah, this guy's kind of a shit, but the actor's really good. Yep. He's really, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but magnetic where I want to watch him. I wanted yeah. to see what was going to happen with him. So we're like, sure, this might be a movie about another asshole, but it's an asshole I want to watch. And it's where we always talk about that whole, like, unlikable characters thing. It's not about unlikable. It's about if they're unlikable and uninteresting. And this guy was, yeah, shouldn't he's interesting. But he's human. Yeah. If you're an unlikable cartoon or, like, this, like, unlikable supervillain, and I'm supposed to believe that that's a thing that exists. Like, that's not compelling. That's not interesting. Right. Or if you're, I don't know, unlikable in a douchey, boring way. And, like, this guy was douchey, but he, but I wanted to watch him. Yeah, there was stuff going on. That movie was really good. I'm pretty sure I cried a lot during it. Yeah, it's there's a lot of it that's really good. And, I mean, I love end-of-the-world movies, as we know. One of my favorite movies is Last Night, which is a similar set up where it is the last day of earth yeah you know uh, what i think i might have said that when i recommended this mm-hmm. oh yeah would like because of that format and th- i mean this was one that i i held off on watching because i was waiting till i could sit down and watch it and not be interrupted yeah. um the problem i had after the fact as i was thinking about it i'm like you know this ultimately this movie is about this romance but i know nothing about this romance and it doesn't give you it gives you so little about you know, it opens with him and this girl who's not his girlfriend. Yeah. And it's like, oh, then he has to go to his girlfriend. Uh, then he has to get back to her. And it was, I'm like, you know, that was such a flaw of the movie for me. Because I had nothing, no reason to be invested in this relationship, basically. Yeah. And it's such a driver it, it, of the end of the movie. But I don't know. I, and you're right. It is. It's, it is literally the reason why he does stuff. But, like, I don't know if it matters in the end. It, it like it it when when I was watching it it didn't when I was watching it I'm yeah. like no I, I want him to get to her all that stuff but it was a little like the more I thought about it the more I'm just like I I just don't get why they couldn't have made that a little more um uh like I I do because like, it was kind of I don't know like the, the whole setup of being like I don't know this guy in his twenties and he has a girlfriend. But he's cheating on her with this other girl, and that's who he really loves, but they can't be together. Why can't they be together? Like, it just it's this little thing that just really yeah. got in my way, I guess. Mm-hmm. But so much of it's so good. Uh, yeah, and it's, I mean, I'm, again, I love End of the World stuff. It, it treats that really well. Um, another problem I had with it, I guess, was... I was, uh, I'm okay with not fully understanding what was, ha- like, I think it was, like, a comet, blah, blah, but the movie yeah. kind of sets it up as it happened 12 hours ago, like, that mm-hmm. they only know about it for a day, but it's hard to believe that based on the way some of the things in the movie are happening, where it's like, mm-hmm. wait, there's no gas any- anywhere after 12 hours of people knowing this, like, it seemed like that escalated quickly, like, to an extreme, I mm-hmm. guess, Uh 
so again, like I had little quibbles with it that kept it that you know, like after the fact, I was kind of like, "Ooh, I wish she'd tighten this up and that up." And apparently, there's talks about doing an American remake because oh no, apparently we can't handle Australian accents. I don't know if you knew this, but like it's oh, I really liked it. I get what you're saying. I I didn't I didn't have any of those feelings about it. Yeah. So yeah, but. But yeah. it's, it's again, it's my it's my recommend completely. I'm so glad I watched it. I really liked it. Um, it was just it's a case of like, okay, I, I, yeah, like, but I can these things stood out to me in it. Um, mm-hmm. But again, really enjoyed it. Recommend go watch it. It's on Yay! Netflix. Woo! Uh, and that was a dude from Wolf Creek. The guy. In- I think I did realize yeah, that the whole time. I'm like, I. He's I'm trying familiar, to remember if I, yeah, if I thought that. Creek. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's my recommend. Woo-hoo! Now, when next we meet, yes, uh, you're going to be a, you're going to be different. I am going to be different. You're going to be a I wife. Am, I'm going to be Godzilla. Yeah. No, you're <laughs> you're right. You're I'm going to be Godzilla. That's funny. I'm going to be married. Mm-hmm. Are are you doing Mrs. Are you changing your name or have you? No. Uh, no. Good. Good for you. Yeah, good for me. Who are you talking to? Who do you think I am? Just making yeah. sure. No. Make peace, not other last name. I, I just got a new license in the mail because I had to change my address. I'm not doing it again. No way are you going through that shit. <laughs> what will be interesting I is... I just did it. You see, I have only received one piece of mail addressed to me with not my last name. Really? What's really funny about that, the mail Was it that... not Brandon's last name either? No, no it was Brandon's last name. But it, it the, Emily the, Jones. The piece of mail that came addressed Emily Whitehead was the marriage license. Fucking amazing! I see that. I'm like, fuck no, because when we went to register for our marriage license and like we filled out everything, and there was basically if you're not changing your name, you're supposed to leave the space blank. So I did. We gave it to the clerk. Like she gives it back to us in ten minutes. She's like, just check over everything, make sure it's right. I look. The first thing I see is Emily Whitehead. I'm like, nope, that's not right. Yeah. Um, and so then, so they fixed it. But then I get that mail. I'm like, oh my god, they changed my name. Like, no, they can't do that. And then, I, but we opened it and it was fine. It was just they addressed the mail to me with a fake last name. Uh, yeah, but I haven't gotten anything else, which I was very surprised about. Cool. I'm waiting for somebody to call me Mrs. Makepeace. It's oh, I be like, wonder about that. I was, I'm like, like, are they? Like, am I a Mrs.? Like, if they call me Mrs. Intravia, that's weird, because that means I'm married to my, like, sibling or... Like, you're not your mom. No. Well, and my mom would always say, like, well, I'm not Mrs. Intravia either, but, like, well, then you shouldn't have changed your name. Uh, (laughs) Because people are going to call you what's on your driver's license. No, it's true. So I I hope I don't get that, because I'll be like, um, no, it's Ms. And then I'm like, (laughs) oh, you're not married. You're like, no, I am. This is very, God, it's it's a complicated world we live in. Oh, I hope I hope that happens at least once. But yeah, once no, a no, day. No, yeah, one, one, every time I walk outside. Um, no, I'm not changing anything. Okay, well, good. So you stay who you are forever. I am forever and ever and ever. Well, good. Um, <laughs> so the next episode, uh, yes. we we have an idea of a movie we want to cover. Mm-hmm. Are you definitely going to go see it? Yeah. Okay. Do it. Okay. Say it. So we're we're both going to go to the theater. And we're going to go see The Witch. Yay! Yay! Uh, I'm going tomorrow I, night. I know a bunch of people that saw it at Fantastic Fest and yes. loved it. Well, so. 
I hope I love it. I can't wait because I mean I saw the trailer way back when. I think when I saw Crimson mm-hmm. Peak, and the trailer looks so. I'm like, oh, that that's so good. good. And I'm always one for more historical horror. Yeah, it's like fucking the 1600s were a scary time. I wouldn't have lasted a day as a Puritan. So like, yeah, set your horror movie during that time. But the other thing that's really interesting is now I'm hearing all this stuff, and I know Vishnu mentioned it, that, like, there's some there's some lady stuff yeah, that people could interpret certain ways. So now I'm, like, even more like, oh, man, I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, I really want to see it. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go to a crowded Friday night showing. Wow, look at you. That's right, with all the kids and their cell phones and their hover iPods and all that stuff. Uh, we're going to cover that. Uh, we're going to pair it with something witchy. Yeah. 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 We unsure of what yet? You want to think about that? Yeah, we can think about There's it. There's a lot of ways we could go with that. So uh, we don't have to we'll, we'll pair it with something. Um, that will be whenever. Um, in the meantime, happy wedding to come, Christine. Okay. Thanks. I'll see you I soon. Mean, I'll be there, but still. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just saying. Like, yeah. Last time talking to you before you become a bridezilla, for all I know. No, I think we'll talk beforehand. I suppose we will. But but will we, Christine? Or do you have to go get your nails done and make sure that the table settings match the nails? That, that's going to happen. But it totally is. You don't know it, but it will. No, no it's... Oh, my... I just pulled my microphone oh, down over there. Sorry. Are I you just got so having a coughing fit and spilling something out? Throwing stuff everywhere. Oh, I we're messed no, today. Fine. All right, folks, those things will happen. Uh, come to our Facebook page. Tell us what you thought about Rays and go see Girl Fight because it's so good. Yeah. It was so good. It's really good. Okay. On that note, everybody, later. Bye. With a lot on my mind And I'm looking for me a warm But she mighty hard to find Lord, ask my country cousin Check the hottest spots in town Oh, that little bit of woman But she just ain't around Hey, 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 hey,
promise to make it worth your while. If you want to ride, running the price, make it fast, waiting for you to lie. I got that woman on my mind. I'm gonna bring her home. I'm what you 